Hello, and welcome to another Patreon episode, another Patreon experiment, if you will, while uh, while old Tim's raising his child to become a man. This we're calling theories. As people might know, I like conspiracy theories, not like the bad ones, the good ones, and weird stuff. And, you know, Tim has got no say in this right now, so I can talk about weird stuff and not be judged and ridiculed. And joining me today, Laura Anderson. Happy to be here. It's nice to meet you, Laura. (laughs) Um, You also like weird stuff. We both have a very mutual interest in unsolved mysteries, strange things, phenomena. We're kind of winging this a little bit. Not winging it, but this is something different. We're trying something different. It's brand new to me. Yeah. But we're talking about this episode. We're going to be talking about an aerial school UFO case. Now you did like, I know about this, but I don't have, I don't know like all the details and mm-hmm. I, I haven't really kept track of all the different aspects of this, but maybe you can start us off by yeah. talking about what it is. So my very first encounter with this story, it's not one that I knew very well. And I admittedly, I'm not exactly a, uh, UFO aficionado. I don't yeah. know a lot of the cases where uh-huh. I'd say you're a little more uh, in tune I, with what's up yeah. in the UFO community. What? UAP community. UAP community nowadays. But we had watched a documentary mm-hmm. that came out in 2020 called The Phenomenon. Yes. And there's a big section of the documentary about this case. It was the first time I'd heard of it, and it was definitely very compelling it was a very compelling segment yeah because with ufo sightings i mean you've got pictures and videos but the problem nowadays is i i feel like anything that pops up if it's a video or a picture it's like well that's could be anything it's so blurry or it's a crystal clear picture and then people say oh well it's fake (laughs) it's computer generated but this there aren't any photographic pieces of evidence it's mostly just compelling eyewitness accounts but also the amount of eyewitness accounts Mm -hmm. you know it's it's not one or two people saying that they saw this it's a lot of people yeah so in september of 1994 Mm -hmm. in a rural school in zimbabwe yeah there were over a hundred kids out in their yard, out in the schoolyard for their mid-morning break. It was mm-hmm. about 10, 10, 15 in the morning. The, the, all the adults were inside and the kids were out in the playground in the play yard. And this is like a wealthy private school, right? Yes. It's a, like it was a private school. school. And I don't know if it was an international school, but it was definitely a school that, you know, the kids were well off. Okay. So the kids started to see... One or more mm-hmm. silver discs. I've also heard lights, bright lights in the okay. sky. Some say that there was one. They, they, you know, a lot of times referred to them as discs. These objects in the sky, there was one main one with four surrounding it. Some say just one. Some say three, kind of an equal size, mm-hmm. that landed in this brush tree area outside of the schoolyard so it was off of the school property but right off directly off of it and it was an area that the kids weren't allowed to go in because it's where ufos land (laughs) and snakes (laughs) so at this point some of the kids ran inside they're like nope i'm out 
But a lot of the older kids kind of stayed out there and witnessed what was happening. And they claim that... Yeah, do you know what the age... It's like... Uh, it's ages 6 to 12. Okay, mostly. so like grade school. Yes, All right. young kids. And they... Some say that they got... They saw an extraterrestrial mm-hmm. leave the craft. Some say at least two okay. left the craft. A lot of the kids in the interviews refer to it as a man. They mm-hmm. call it a man. I, I mean, I think that's probably because they don't know what else to call it. And some of the kids later claimed that the creatures telepathically communicated to them. Now, the kids didn't you know, have the, the words to say telepathically they didn't know that right concept but they essentially received a message Mm -hmm. that humans were destroying the planet and we needed to sort of revert course and you know stop killing the the earth and they were and they were like all right 12 year old zimbabwean children you're in charge to have at it go you know i don't know book a meeting at the un and tell everybody to, to cut it out stop <laughs> polluting everything now do they is there any indication with these kids with with like this particular thing that this was like the aliens intent the whole time like we got to go to that school in zimbabwe land and telepathically you know, tell these kids like, you know, and maybe it's like, oh, they can time travel and they know in the future one of these children becomes the president of Zimbabwe and can do something about this. Or was it like, uh, I don't know, they ran out of gas or got like a, <laughs> a flat tire or something and landed because it seems you don't hear very many tales of ufos you only hear very many tales of ufos landing but you especially don't hear about them landing during the day i and then then creatures coming out yeah that too i don't i'm i'm struggling to think of a incident that i'm aware of that was like a daytime incident of a ufo landing um and then also yeah creatures coming out because a lot of times there are stories about people getting abducted of course being brought into the ufo but not you know the aliens coming out and i don't know communicating yeah and and yeah exactly especially communicating yeah well that's a the the time travel is a theory that i definitely came across that you know why did they you know why did these alleged aliens target these you know kids elementary school kids um yeah like why do that instead of if these aliens are really so concerned why not land on the white house lawn (laughs) and come out and be like hey stop polluting valid question (laughs) so after the kids sort of received the message the aliens allegedly got back into i'm saying allegedly (laughs) i'm just making that clear got into the cross and and the kids ran back in, inside and told okay. their teachers. Yeah. And they were not believed. Mm. Can you believe it? So none of the teachers saw this happen. No, none of the teachers saw this happen. The, the kids came in upset and their stories were dismissed and they went about the school day and were sent home. And then the school started getting phone calls phone calls from concerned parents uh-huh. about what happened to my kid at school today and that kind of like set off this 
wild media frenzy around frenzy. it. Frenzy, yeah. yeah. And I think that's part, I think that's the part of this case that's kind of the most interesting to me is sort of the aftermath of this alleged, you know, incident mm. is just the adult's reaction to it. Yeah. And I think how that potentially affected the kids. Well, I think it's inter- like it does make sense that the parents would because if the kids are coming home and telling these stories, like even if the parents don't believe the stories, I guess part of the story is like, yeah, we saw this. So we like ran off <laughs> somewhere we're not supposed to go. We like weren't being super closely supervised is basically what it sounds like there. You know. Yeah, there's some I don't know what they're called. I know them in Harry Potter terms, like prefix. <laughs> OK, where it's like one student. An older student oh, yeah, is sort like of in, in charge of, yeah. like, you know, singled out as a potential leader and mm-hmm. put in charge of the kids. In case any aliens show up and they ask to speak <laughs> to a leader. So the kids were out there with, with prefix. I, I'm saying that in Harry yeah. Potter terms. I don't actually know what they're called. We didn't have those in uh, no. in my public school. Well, I was but... going to say in my public school, we had aides, they were called. Mm-hmm. And they were like lunch aides and playground aides. It was like some of them were, it was a paid position. But, you know, it's only like, I don't know, a two or three hour a day job. And it was kids? No, it was adults. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was some moms. Mm-hmm. It was some women who, you know, it was all women. Some women who had kids in the school, you know, but the kids moved down. <laughs> I was going to say moved on. They left school. They decided school wasn't for them. <laughs> no, I mean, they like went to high school, but the moms kept the jobs. Yeah, we uh, definitely had AIDS too. Yeah. yeah. And that just seems to me like, you know, more than anything, a liability thing of like, yeah, you got to make sure if you got kids running around outside, you got to have somebody keeping an eye on them. There was a there is a story of there was like one mom outside manning sort of a snack bar is what i heard okay which sounds great yeah um, it also did, sounds like a, it's like <laughs> so they didn't really have anybody watching them but there was a snack bar for the kids <laughs> but she was not in i guess in that part of the school where the kids were when they saw something right extraterrestrial now how long did this whole incident last 15 minutes okay that's a long time I mean that's a that's a long enough time to like go get a teacher and mm-hmm. and have that teacher come out and see. Mm-hmm. Or I would think even from the school. I mean I don't know how far away these kids were, but I would think that the the teachers would notice like, hey, the kids aren't like screaming outside like they normally are. They're deadly quiet. Let's see what's what's going on. Let's make sure they're not all they didn't all run over to the field where uh, UFO landed. Yeah. Well, I say 15 minutes, but you don't know. That's that's what I read. Okay, yeah. It's like a rough estimate. <laughs> a rough estimate. I can't yeah. imagine any of the kids had a, an exact had yeah. watches on and they were timing the timing it. So, that's that's the theory. I mean, that is theory. The the story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's the agreed upon. That's the the third-hand knowledge from a child. <laughs> From what, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, 25 mm-hmm. years ago? Mm-hmm. So when the once the parents got involved, then, you know, it kind of leaked out to the media. And there's a woman, Cynthia Hind, who was a... And it was like, it was a rural town, right? It was, yes, it was okay. a agricultural, you know, a farm Like a farm, yeah. Area. So it wasn't in, yeah. The an city urban, or something. No, no. Um, 
So this Cynthia I Hine, feel like from pictures I saw, it, it looks like it's like rural, but not super rural, like uh, suburban kind of, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's outside of a, a pretty major city. Oh, okay. This local UFO expert, I say local as in regional. Local to them or local to us? Them. Okay, because I was going to say, if you're out there talking with local UFO experts, you got to include me. <laughs> You got to tell me I'm so I can come along. Time. Cynthia Hind, and she was the first adult that's interviewed the kids. Okay. She's had some, And she's the UFO expert? She's the local UFO okay. expert. She had some experiences in the past, and she had she's researching UFOs or extraterrestrials, and mm. she went to the school, I think it was about a week after the incident, and, and interviewed the kids and had the kids draw pictures and the kids were separated mm-hmm. they weren't so that know, they couldn't copy each exactly. other exactly they weren't yeah. all you know sitting next to each other watching each other draw and the drawings were eerily similar it looked like a pretty classic ufo yeah like silver saucer disc. Huh. yeah and then a little man next to it mm. with big dark oh, eyes like the big almond eyes mm-hmm. the real scary the grays yes uh-huh. the grays so she wrote up a report that all the kids you know all of their stories were consistent with each other and essentially she certainly believed them shortly after the incident there was also a reporter from the bbc mm-hmm. who interviewed the kids on camera uh-huh. and that we saw some of those clips oh, yeah, in the documentary yeah. watching those clips of the kids is so compelling because it's like those kids are either the most amazing actors or you know they really did have a incredibly life shattering life altering experience yeah and you watch that and just like believe that they absolutely did and don't they talk about too like with the telepathy that it was like they saw images like it wasn't just words. Mm, I don't Maybe know I'm that. making that part up. But I feel like there was, a, it almost sounded like uh, they played the kids a little highlight reel in their heads of coal stack with coal smoke going into the air and plastic in the oceans and, you know, I don't know, dumping. I think that's your imagination. <laughs> that might have just been what they showed in the documentary. Possibly. And I thought they were uh, telepathically putting that in the kids' heads. So I watched some of the interviews with the kids more recently and mm-hmm. they it's interesting to hear how they kind of come to this conclusion because how the kids do how they come to the okay. conclusion that they received these messages uh-huh because they're sort of told this like it seems like they're being maybe this comes later we discuss uh-huh. this later but it seems like they're kind of being it's being suggested to them right and, you know, they're asked, like, how, you know, how did you hear the message? How did you, you know, and the kid's like, I just thought of it. Like, it just, mm-hmm. thought, you know, it just came to me. And then it kind of got, like, snowballed from there and became this, like, telepathy yeah. incident. It's compelling if they're all drawing the same pictures, but if they're all using the same language when they're explaining it, then that, yeah, that goes the other direction. Of You're all repeating something that you've either been told to say or that you've heard. So the kids came, a lot of the kids came from like different cultural 
cultural backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, that's why I had asked if it was an international school because I remember. Yeah, I don't think it was an international school, but I do think the you know there were parents came from like kind of all over the world so a lot of the kids were like first generation Mm -hmm. and they so the way that the kids described the like what they saw did differ there Uh were some kids who described it as a this sort of like demon troll creature that's Mm. popular in in oh in the lore in southern africa and it's like a very scary creature and you know a lot some kids used pretty what we would consider mainstream alien mm-hmm. descriptive like language files yeah some kids describe the eyes as like rugby size you know ball like circles uh-huh. and then some did describe them as more of the almond shape okay eyes. so there were definitely differences in how the kids were describing them some were saying they had long hair long black hair like mm-hmm. to the shoulders some said they didn't have any hair at all. Yeah. So there were definitely differences in their stories. But yeah, I remember seeing some of the kids' drawings that had the hair. Yes. And it and it looked weird because it looked otherwise like, you know, the, the standard gray alien. I but read, with like a long black wig on. I, wa- I read one article that referred to, it was an interview with one of the students that's now an adult. Mm-hmm. And she. Now, did all the students become adults or did some of them stay students? <laughs> Could, that could be a qu- dark question. <laughs> she mentioned that the kids thought it looked like Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I'll All leave right. that there. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that runs a wide uh, range of looks. Mm-hmm. If it goes from Gray Alien to Michael Jackson to little local demon Troll, guy. Yeah. Although that is like a, a kind of thing that. I feel like it's been popping up more lately with UFO stuff that some instances people claim that they see different things than each other and kind of some of the theories. I mean, there's, you know, people that say like a lot of this has to do with consciousness and like things we don't really understand But then also other people describe it as if you went back in time and showed a caveman a iPhone that was turned off, they would be like, that's the smoothest rock I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't know what what it actually was and that that can happen in some of these instances that people are just seeing something that they don't they can't accurately envision although but like i was saying then some people think it's somehow projections people are seeing projections of different things so you know ultimately i think if if a ufo landed and a person of some kind came out i wouldn't be like but the the idea that they could appear different to different people that's a bridge too far like, <laughs> i don't know if you believe the other stuff then it's like oh, anything's possible and they're not drastically different. They're relative. Yeah, Michael I mean, Jackson was pretty. <laughs> this, she was an I'm adult. A... Maybe she was making a joke. I oh, okay. I was. I'm imagining Michael Jackson in like you know those like fake military uniforms he would wear sometimes. Yeah, I think I was more picturing like the hair that yeah. he had in the '90s with. Right. The, the long the, stri- the, yeah, straight. Yeah, the black, black hair. hair. Yeah. So, the next person. And probably the most high-profile person that came to interview the kids was a Harvard University professor 
named mm-hmm. John Mack, and he was a pro- professor of psychiatry and specifically began investigating alien encounters and alien abduction. So he came and interviewed the kids, and that was a couple of months after this incident. Okay. And the interviews that he has with the kids is when a lot of this stuff came out about the telepathy. Mm-hmm. Telepathy? Telepathy, telepathy. yeah. <laughs> Tele- telepathic telepathy. <laughs> I'm smart. And the kids are on camera giving a lot of the interviews with him. So okay. he's sort of asking them a lot of questions about you know, describing what they saw, having them draw the pictures again in front mm-hmm. of him. There's one one case of a kid that drew a picture, you know, drew the eyes and it had white pupils in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And he sort of asked them, like, asked the kid, yeah. did they have pupils or, or, mm-hmm. or, and he was like, oh, yeah, they were white pupils, which was the only kid that said anything about white yeah. pupils. And that's that kind of that's the end (laughs) (laughs) wow and that was it and he went home and he told everybody at harvard he certainly lent a lot of credibility to this case because of you know his his background right so did he have like finding like did what did he think it was or he didn't come to a conclusion he just kind of gathered yeah, I don't think the that evidence. there was like a concrete like yes, this absolutely happened. I think it was more something. These kids experienced something. Yeah, and he was looking. But at, it wasn't. He wasn't totally. Well, did he discount? Was he able to say like these kids aren't lying, or this isn't like an instance of mass hysteria? I don't think he, he did. He wasn't able to to. Get that specific. So he really didn't do anything. He was just like, yeah. Maybe I'm just not telling you well. <laughs> so there's some definite interesting holes in this mm. case that I think are worth discussing. Okay. Of the 60, it were 62 kids who claimed to have seen this. There were over this 100 event. kids at the school. Yeah. Okay. So there were a lot of kids who didn't see anything that day. Well, that's unlucky for them. <laughs> There's also a lot of people claim that kids in 1994, you know, in a rural school Mm -hmm. wouldn't have had the access to the media to, like, know what an alien looked like, a quote-unquote, like, mainstream Mm -hmm. media, what's an extraterrestrial look like. So how is it that they would have all drawn essentially the same or very similar things. But there's just, there's definitely been some people who've kind of poked holes in that. Like there's absolutely ways that kids could have gotten their hands on stuff. Books, magazines, like TV. TV movies, movies. like 1994. That's not, I mean, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, they had aliens that looked like that. You know, and that came out in the 80s. Like, I don't, yeah, that, that, part doesn't seem that crazy to me and then finally the last part that i found interesting that kind of makes me a little skeptical about this is that john mack the the harvard professor interviewed the kids Mm -hmm. two months after the incident and 
there was no mention of these kids receiving a message or receiving Mm. communication Mm. from these extraterrestrials until the interviews with him. So like during until the second round of interviews or the interviews with him two months later. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. So like in you know the initial interviews that they had had, there wasn't any. Yeah, they were like this thing just came and we saw it and then it went off. Yeah. So a lot of people were pretty critical, specifically of John Mack, that they potentially was leading some of these questions. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah, and that also is a very common thing people say like abductees they had a message for us and it was you know stop destroying the planet yeah do you want to talk theories yeah let's let's hey it's the name of this show (laughs) so yeah let's talk some theories so the first theory is that this was a prank Mm. an elaborate prank by the jackass either, boys. Either the teachers uh-huh. or the students. Okay. Did anybody else in the town see this? Do you know? Interesting you should ask. Uh-huh. So there were reports of in in the several days leading up to September 16th when this happened. Mm-hmm. There were reports of, there were a couple cases. So there was a case of a mother and a child seeing lights in the sky. Okay during daylight hours mm-hmm. and then there was a report of a trucker seeing lights okay. um, i don't know necessarily how close to the right. school this was but and it, and if they were made these reports before the the kids reports became public or they did oh okay yeah they so cynthia hind was who was the local mm-hmm. UFO expert was the one who collected these reports. And so when when she got the report of the aerial school, it really like really sent her in a tizzy, essentially. Yeah. And like, oh, I have to go visit these kids and talk to them because something's been going on. Yeah, before Harvard gets their mitts on it. The prank theory kind of, there really isn't anything more to that. There, you know, there's some there's talk no about like, like there, oh, there's been teachers pulling pranks on the students. and But I... yeah. I can't think of, and especially once it started getting attention, like that would be so embarrassing for the teachers. I think, and also, I mean, when when you watch some of the interviews, they, you know, the teachers are interviewed, and the teachers Mm -hmm. are a lot are there's a consensus of them that believe the children saw something or experienced something. Based on, they're hesitant to ever say, you know. It was an alien, right. but but like based on the way the kids came back into the building and yes, were like the kids definitely had an experience, yeah. and and I just I don't know I don't know how I, how a group of kids who are varying ages six to twelve would pull this kind of a prank off together and just kind of let it go on forever and no one would ever you know come forward and be like oh we made the whole thing up yeah. Yeah, because it's very, because I remember I'm I'm about six years older than my brother, and I remember often trying to get him to go along with pranks that we would, you know, play on our parents or other kids or whatever, and it's hard as a 12-year-old to convince a six-year-old, like, what to, what, to say, <laughs> what to say and do. And that's, well, and you brought up by far one of the most interesting 
things about this whole case is that some of these people have been interviewed repeatedly throughout the years. And we, we were just watching too. One of them works for Barstool Sports and it just kind of came up during one of their podcast re- recordings that he was like, I was a kid at that school. Like I saw it. Yeah, he was uh, one of the youngest ones at the time. So none of the, it doesn't sound like any of these kids have really changed their story as adults, or at least not changed it in a substantial way of like, nah, I don't, I made that up. If it's not obvious, I'm skeptical, but I Mm. definitely believe that, I definitely believe like something happened that day and I don't think that kids are lying or making that up. I want to make that clear because that feels like. I don't think that that's just, I just don't think that that's how humans behave (laughs) (laughs) for like all this time to continue, you know, being so hell bent on, yes, I saw this thing and knowing, you know, talking about it and knowing the kind of reaction that you're going to get from people where they're like, you're crazy and to continue to like talk about it. Yeah. It's not like, uh. Uh, and all these kids became millionaires because they were the alien kids. No, if anything, it caused problems probably in their lives because people did think they were nuts and probably harassed some of these people about this stuff. But there are, you know, I don't, I kind of question the interviews are, you know, they're not from like a government investigation source mm-hmm. or something or from like a university now there right. are it's media a, or documentary yeah. teams and, and they don't want to go there and come back with nothing and so they're going to talk to the kids who want to talk to them yeah or adults you know now and it just kind of makes me question like a you know maybe these maybe there's plenty of kids that you know vividly remember this incident but don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. because they don't really want to open up that kind of ridicule yeah which yeah. makes a lot of sense to me or you know, in general, they just are, they feel very like hazy about the whole memory mm. and aren't comfortable talking about right. it. So yes, a lot of, I don't know how many kids continue as adults, like continue, continue to, 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 yeah, to tell the story, but I, it doesn't sound like all 62. I know. Well, I I think in the phenomenon, they did talk to like a few of them or I don't know if they talked to them, but they they had footage of them as adults talking about it. But yeah, it was a few of them. I mean, and it totally makes sense that you wouldn't be able to get all, even if they all still believe it, that you wouldn't be able to get all of them because they'd be like, nah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm like a, a dentist now. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need to be on TV talking about aliens. Thanks. Yeah. Especially because. I don't know people are gonna believe me or not believe me and there's really nothing I don't have additional evidence other than the words of my classmates to point to it's not like any new evidence has come around after the fact so you know what are you gonna do about it yeah so that's the prank theory Mm -hmm. just that either the the kids or the or the teachers. teachers were playing some kind of a prank yeah and the kid's prank would have been like that they all got together and came up with the story. And the teacher's prank would have been that they built a UFO, <laughs> flew it over Zimbabwe, landed it, came out with a Michael Jackson costume on, went back inside and zoomed off. The next theory is mass hysteria. It's, mass hysteria is one of those things that you hear about. You know, everybody's familiar with, with the term, but I... 
I guess there are instances of it, but I feel like it's one of those things where all the instances are from, uh, what was it like in the middle ages, there was like the dancing plague Mm -hmm. or whatever. And that where people, people, if you don't know about this, it was that people would dance, I don't know, all, all the time and they couldn't stop dancing and it would spread. And like some people would like dance until they fainted or died. And the general consensus now is that that was a case of mass hysteria. Yeah, it doesn't. So for this case in particular, there was a report that was done specifically targeting students that uh, students in Southern Africa, incidents of mass hysteria with at schools. And this case was part of this report. So that's kind of where this theory is coming from. I think this report, I think, was in the early 2000s. Mm. Some of the other, well, one that I know of the other incident, there was like a sickness, but then there was one about laughing fit that just like everyone in this school started. Yeah. Started. Oh, this, so the same school. No, 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 no. Oh, a different, but a, a different, different like South African school. Yes. Yeah. That's the other thing that I was thinking about that with kids, especially if a few kids saw this and started talking about it. Like other kids are going to want to be in on it and are going to say that they saw it too. And when, you you know, memory is such a tricky thing and such a weird thing that some of these kids, I do think, could have convinced themselves that they did see something because they were around other people that were adamant, which again, doesn't mean it didn't happen, but that some of them might have kind of like, I don't know, implanted their own memories Mm -hmm. trick themselves into thinking that they saw it much Uh, like how i tricked myself into thinking that the alien showed them that montage clip of of the ocean (laughs) (laughs) coal stacks and stuff i would love to just hear tom's version of phenomenon just like the way you remember it versus like what actually the facts are that would be I mean, I forgot that 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 this story was even in that documentary. So I think what is interesting is thinking about the like what the lives of these kids were like prior to and leading up to this incident Mm -hmm. where, you know, you're a young kid, you're in sort of a farming uh, community or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, and all of a sudden, all of this attention, you know, all of these people from like the United States, this Harvard guy comes, all of these camera crews come from the BBC. Suede jackets with the leather patches on the elbows. (laughs) With a a pipe hanging out of his mouth (laughs) and uh, little wireframe glasses. And just, you know, and then when you're being, when these adults who, you know, other adults around you may have like kind of given you the impression that okay these are important people beyond yeah. your best behavior or whatever mm-hmm. and then they're asking you questions you want to make them happy yeah you want them to give them the answers that they want you know yeah. the kids they keep asking questions about aliens you don't want to go uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah right when they kind of start asking you if they said anything to you or like oh well Oh, it sounds like you want me to say that they said something to me. So mm-hmm. yeah, 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 they exactly. said, I don't know. So I think that kind of, that makes sense to me that, mm. that the kids kind of got like swept up in this, this 
excitement that all of the adults kind of like yeah gave them all of this attention and we're focusing on them and we're excited about what they had to say yeah i mean if i was six years old and like something like this happened in my school i definitely would have convinced myself that i was part of it i don't think that i saw a tv camera until i was like in college (laughs) Uh you know like it would have been so cool like if there was somebody that i knew like some friend's parent was on the news or something that was like local news that was like so exciting it was like tv oh my gosh in my like small town right so for these kids to get all of this sort of like international attention yeah Yeah. um, you're going to be interviewed and on the bbc and people all over all over the world are going to watch that right and you'll be in a documentary 25 years later that i'll barely remember (laughs) The individual pieces. It obviously struck a much uh, stronger chord with me. I just remember it was a very good. It didn't have much in the way of like new information to you. Yeah, but it but it was like a very well put together Mm -hmm. product. It was fascinating to me because I I think I'm pretty skeptical, poorly informed Mm. on the UFO. Yeah, start interviewing children. They're the ones who know everything about it. <laughs> I'll reiterate how compelling those kids telling the stories are in those interviews. Yeah, when you watch them tell the stories, they're not like, and then this happened. They're, they seem to be telling stories that they're accurately recalling from their memory. They're not, yeah. not having trouble remembering certain details and things like that. Yeah. And then the final theory, that it was aliens, right? That it no. that it that it really happened that it was aliens. If it was aliens, here's what I think. I think that it was literally they lost a hubcap or something, and they had to land, and then they were seen, and they're like, "Oh shit, what do we do? Tell them they're destroying the planet. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and <laughs> tell them that, and then take back off." I don't. I, I mean, the telepathy thing has happened. That's also like a frequent thing. Abductees say that they were communicated to via telepathy. And they describe it in a way that is essentially, I can't describe what this was. It was like the these were thoughts in my mind that weren't my own thoughts. And, and some people even have said that they... When they were being communicated to telepathically, they didn't know it was they were. That's how they were being communicated to at first, because it just kind of felt so natural that, you know, after, I don't know, a few seconds, they're like, wait a minute, that guy's mouth's not moving. How am I hearing him? And that's well. So this Harvard professor, that was his like mm-hmm. kind of focus for a long time was talking to, to people who had abduction stories yeah so he was talking to them about these exactly what you're saying and so that's why you know skeptics say well he was kind of insinuating or or giving feeding these kids these kind of ideas not in the way not in a way not intentionally or not certainly not like on purpose i mean i think he was very genuinely wanted to to know what happened Mm -hmm. and i don't want to speak ill of the dead that's sort of yeah that's a that's a i think that's a valid concern that 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 he you know he unintentionally may have fed this the 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 idea to the kids what if he had telepathy it's possible and that's how he put this idea into their heads in the first place wow do you know if there have been other uh, sightings in that area since i mean i'm sure there have been but i guess not like well publicized 
Because that's the other thing sometimes in in areas where there's really big sightings. People then for years report seeing other things in the same areas. Yeah, I haven't come across no. any additional ones right in that area. Hmm. I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm just I'm very stuck on why they would have stopped there. It seems like a bad you place. Should ask them. Well, if I ever meet these guys, Text which I them. hope I don't, if they're listening, don't come get Stand me. over your bed at night? No. Well, don't even say that. <laughs> Why would you say something like that? Don't come get me. I don't know. Do something. It would be nice to know. If, leave a note or something. <laughs> and not while I'm asleep. Leave a note like while I'm out. And then I'll come back. That's and, terrifying. No, I don't more terrifying than it happening while I'm asleep? What if there's a person, what if there's an alien who looks like a human mm-hmm. and came up to you and I said, s- Tom, I'm an alien well, and I, I have this, this message for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, if if that One, alien... you wouldn't believe them. No, but I'd, I'd be thankful that they did in the street instead of at night standing over my bed. Well, of course. <laughs> Because even if they looked like a person, I'd still be pretty scared. If I would I w- be terrified if a person stood over. Oh, my I'd bed. be way more terrified of an alien than oh, a person. I don't really. Think so. I th- well, there's just a much higher chance of murder. That's true. I guess it would be more confusion with an. If alien. it was an alien or anything that looked sort of supernatural, yeah. I would think, oh, I'm having a nightmare or, or what's or it called? Uh, the the sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, a horrible dream. So yeah. AJ had this really scary sleep paralysis once. Like would he old... be okay with you telling? Yeah. Well, I don't remember at all, but it was like an old man in his room. That's it. Was a human man? Yeah. But uh, was it a man he knew? No. No, it's just a man who's paralyzing him in his sleep. Nope. If somebody walked up to me in the street and said they were an alien, I mean, I've probably had that happen in New York. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd want to see a little proof. I don't think an alien would really go about it that way, if I'm being honest, now that I think about it. They're yeah. much too smart. Yeah. Well, I told you I, there was this uh, scary story on Reddit that I read once. Where somebody was like, has anybody ever seen an actual alien? It was on the alien subreddit or something. And this guy had a story where he was like, one time I was in a store. It was like a Target or a Walmart or something. And he said that this super weird, super tall guy walked into the store. And the the person posting it said he looked at this person coming in and thought, man, that person looks like an alien. And right as he had that thought, the person stopped dead, turned to him, smiled, and nodded at him. Like he could read his thoughts. Absolutely and, not. And was like, yeah, and I am an alien. Nope. Do you know where the tide is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are people that say that they can, I mean, if they can make themselves look like Michael Jackson or or, or a little or a little demon, then yeah, sure, they could make themselves look like a really weird guy and go to a store. I don't know why they would need to go to a store, but it'd be interesting. If I was on another planet and I was the alien and I saw their version of uh, Target, I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, pop in, see what, they, see what kind of weird stuff they sell there. All right. Well, so at the end, you're skeptical. You don't, you think. I'll be honest. When I went into this, I was less skeptical. Mm-hmm. I really did believe 
I don't know if I can go as far as saying believe that actual aliens came down, but I, uh-huh. I definitely believe that something... Something very weird happened and the kids witnessed it. Yes. Okay. But after doing my research on this case, uh-huh. I'm a lot more skeptical. Okay. Knowing just sort of how media works. I think a yeah. lot of it was media frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we're only adding to with this. We're fueling it's the gonna fires. bring up a whole new media cycle for these four kids. I, yeah, I, I gotta say, like, those kids did have an experience of some sort that yeah. they couldn't explain. That just, I can't even imagine what that must be like. Here's what I think. There could have been weird, there could have been, like, a weird, I don't know, like a meteor that would explain the light in the sky. Yes. And then... I know when I went to school, there were weird vagrants that would live outside the school, like in the woods. And it could have been like an instance of that. It could have been, you know, some guy living, I don't know, in that in that brush. Yeah, it could have been could have been a Michael Jackson impersonator Mm. that was down on his luck. That was right around when Michael Jackson, you know, was having a lot of legal problems. And this guy just thought, I got to make I got to make money some way. I'll go scare these kids. I don't know. All right. Well, that's it for uh, episode one of Theories, uh, a podcast about weird stuff. And uh, yeah, let us know if you like this. If you like this, maybe we'll do this again sometime. If if Tim, you know, would hurry up and raise this kid, we'll be getting back to reading books as well. But uh, 18 years, right? It uh, depends on the state, I think. Ah. You know, they could move to a different country and uh, a kid could be 14 and be... Uh, Drinking alcohol in bars. Yeah, and be fine. Just live on its own. Go get a job. Go, I don't know. I was going to try and make some kind of joke about going to school in Zimbabwe and seeing aliens, but I couldn't really, <laughs> couldn't find it fast enough. Thank you so much for being a patron. We love you very much. And we'll see you next week. This was weird. <laughs>